Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Oakland's ball with 21 seconds to go. Long years of frustration for Oakland. Can't win the big one. Best record in football the last 13 years. Second place is Minnesota. Yeah, well, in the the 70s, Minnesota the best. But over the 13-year period, Oakland the best record. But couldn't win the Super Bowl. Today, they've done it. There it is. Got a countdown. Counting down is right. There he is. That's a job. That's the toughest job Oakland's had today. (laughs) Lifting John Madden up. They got him up there. 250 pounds. Off they go. And the Raiders have won the Super Bowl championship. They are the world champs, and they did it most decisively and very impressively with a final score, Oakland 32 and Minnesota 14. Welcome to Raider Nation Radio. JT, this is our John Madden tribute show. All over the Raider Nation, streaming, listening live on the Raiders mobile app, 920 in Vegas. Thanks to everyone. Who's helped out today as, unfortunately, we're putting a quick show together to the best of our ability to pay tribute to Coach Madden, who was definitely one of the great Mount Rushmore figures in football history, Raider history, and we're going to do our job today and get some people on the radio to talk about his life and legacy, uh, story today, and hear from Raider fans on the importance of Coach Madden. Uh, very honored to work for this team, work on this flagship And Coach Madden lived a full life to the age of 85. I was on last night on Sirius XM, and we did a lot talking about him. Everyone's talking about Coach Madden today. He's one of the figures that when someone passes away of this magnitude, and there aren't many people at his level, you stop all your programming and you do a tribute show. That's the way I do it. And, you know, in 25 years in radio, we've covered a lot of death people passing away, people dying. And I've always said this, and I've evolved on it over the years. When someone lives to the age of 85, you celebrate their life. When someone dies in their 30s or 40s, tragedy, it is deep, it's dark, it hurts. With Coach Madden, for me, it's the opposite. He lived a brilliant life, a beautiful life. A father, a husband, a grandfather. We know his stories with the Raiders as good as anybody. This fan base that I'm talking to, knows Coach Madden better than anybody who can do this nationally. So I think we should just celebrate his life and tell stories and have a good time because that's what Coach Madden would want. He was an iconic broadcaster, also radio broadcaster up in the Bay Area. When I got my start, that was the first time I met him and heard of him up there as I got hired with the Raiders 23 years ago. So for Coach Madden, I think we need to do a big show today. We will do a big show. Our number one, Matt Millen, will join us. Phil Villapiano, and Brett Musburger. Hour number two of the show, we're still working on it. Uh, Fred Gadelli, the executive producer of NBC, is going to either join us today or tomorrow. He he was one of uh, John Madden's closest TV partners and producers. Also, Steve Weish from NFL Network, who knows the Raiders as good as anybody nationally, will talk. So we have a very busy show today. And if you want to get through, get on in as early as you can or as late as you can. 702-365-9200. I did not know Coach Madden well. I met him a number of times. I've been on the field with him. 
I sat in the box next to him for a couple of years up in Oakland, and whenever I saw him, it was always pleasant. But I don't—I didn't have the relationship with Coach Madden like I have with Coach Flores, and I have great relationships with a lot of Coach Madden's players who have changed my life. Top of the list: Fred Bolitnikoff and George Atkinson, who I've reached out to, and hopefully we'll get Freddie on tomorrow. And then all the other players that played for him that I've had the pleasure of interviewing on this air or meeting throughout my life. So I know his players very well. And I just hold John Madden in extreme high regard as a human being and a person. And the stories that people are going to tell, I'm just going to get out of the way and hear what they have to say because they know him a lot better than I do. But the impact of John Madden, if you didn't see the documentary, the documentary was amazing. And it just shows you how loved Coach Madden was because all the other networks, NBC, Peacock, Uh, what you're going to see on all the other networks, NFL Network, they were going to have to wait till January 3rd to air the documentary. And Fox said, no, you can air it now. So Fox will air it again on primetime tomorrow night, primetime on Fox. And then you'll you'll see it constantly over the next couple of days. I don't know yet what the NFL is going to do or even what the Raiders are going to do because the Raiders are on the road in Indianapolis. But I'm sure the NFL will do a moment of silence and something big. Mark Davis made it a point to get down to Allegiant Stadium and light the torch, which I thought was really great. That was fantastic. Mark understands legacy as good as anyone, and Mark and Coach Madden were very tight, very tight. So for Mark to get down there, highly emotional day for him and his mom. We always mention Mrs. Davis and the impact she has. So the Davis family has a heavy heart. And there are a lot of people mourning right now, Coach Madden. But he lived a long life to the age of 85. And I think it's going to be great to see all the tributes coming in. I'm, I'm really happy that they got the documentary done so Coach Madden could see it before he passed on. His sons, Joe and Mike, thought it was fantastic. And everybody seems to be in a really good place. So whenever someone passes away, there's a time of mourning. And we understand that, especially for family and friends. But on radio, uh, this is a man that we should celebrate and have a good time with because he gave us so many memories. What I want to know from the fans What I want to know the most is, how did he have an impact on you? Either it was a coach, it was a broadcaster, it was an entrepreneur businessman where you could lump in the video game, where he made hundreds of millions of dollars just on the video game alone. But it's a really unbelievable life, and we should all want to have a life in such high regard. You know, when we pass away, you just want your friends. Most people don't know you, right? They don't know you. You want your family and friends to think highly of you. Well, John Madden had that, and then he had millions upon millions of fans who just felt like they knew him. And as a broadcaster or as a former player or whoever you are, to know that you had a relationship with someone of John Madden's status, and John Madden was also someone who connected with everybody. He connected with the dairy farmer. He connected with the security guard. He connected with the short-order cook. He connected with the legendary Hall of Famer, Art Shell, Gene Upshaw. He connected with everybody, and everybody liked him for that reason. He was humble. He was humble. We could all learn from that. His head never got too big. In broadcasting, oh, my God, this is the one industry broadcasting where everybody thinks they're a star, including the overnight guy on AM radio bloviating at midnight. Everybody wants to be known as somebody. And John Madden was never that guy. And he achieved greatness in several different categories. That's what blows me away. John Madden, the human being, 
And then John Madden, the legacy over multiple, multiple ventures. And that's really hard to do. I'm sure that John Madden failed at some businesses that we didn't know about, but no one cared because we looked at, the, we looked at his successes and they were as big as anyone could ever have. In the history, especially of broadcasting, what a giant he was. And we'll talk to a couple of people about this, including Brett Musburger, as we get ready to roll here. So, again, if everybody can be patient today, we got a lot of guests calling in, a lot of people coming on. Uh, The guests are obviously a priority today. We want to hear from everybody. And there's a lot of his former players and people that worked with him that are really trying to get on the radio and trying to get on TV. Because the one thing about radio, you don't want to chase death. I was talking of this about my dad today. Yeah, everybody's saying, who do you want to get on? Who do you want to get on? What do you? It's like, relax. You, this, this is a man who just died. Some people need a couple of days to grieve, and some people are willing to come on right out of the gate and talk about their friendship and their life with him. So with all of that, that is very important as we open up the show. And Matt Millen is one of the greatest football players of all time, but one of the great broadcasters and human beings of all time. And it's an honor that he could kick off the show talking about his coach, his friend, his broadcasting coach, John Madden. Matt, I'm sorry for your loss. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. How are you holding up? Um, I'm doing fine. It's just, so it's not really, it's a lot of people's losses because John was one of those guys that just touched a lot of people. I mean, his life was, He's larger than life. You know, he's one of those people. You don't get very many John Maddens in your lifetime. And, and we were fortunate to have listened to him, watched him, and I was, I was fortunate to have, you know, to have been a friend. So, yeah, so it was tough news to take, but uh, everything comes to an end. Yeah, man, I want to start with you mostly as the broadcaster. You had a great career and, you know, playing for Coach Flores and the Super Bowls that you've won, even when you weren't a Raider. When did Coach Madden get on your radar? Was it at Penn State? Was it when you came into the league? When did you first know about the icon John Madden, the football coach? Well, I, you know, I, the Raiders were always the late game here when we were kids growing up all the time. And so the Raiders, you either loved them or you hated them. Well, I fell into the loved them camp, right, because they were winning and they, they had great characters and and Coach Madden was one of those characters. So I, I knew Coach Madden since, you know, probably, oh, probably mid-60s, I'd say. And so I followed him, and we, they were always on back here from the, you know, from the Heidi game to the, heck, my neighbor, here's a piece of information for you, my neighbor shot his television with his shotgun over that call <laughs> <laughs> on the Heidi game. <laughs> he was so mad that the Raiders got gypped, and they couldn't see it. Amazing. So, uh, it's so I that part I knew Coach Madden just as being the coach. I met him for the first time uh, when the day I was the second day after I was drafted when the Raiders flew me out there and uh, I was with uh, I was with I always call him Coach Davis like Mr. Davis. I was with Al and Al introduced me to John and John at that time was. He had a title of special projects, and uh, I believe he was helping in the draft that year. And so that's, um, that's where I first met him. Matt Millen's our guest. Matt, when you look at the relationship with Mr. Davis and Coach Madden, really unique because of all the games and how critical those 
losses were before Coach Madden broke through in the 76 season, won the 77 Super Bowl there, that, you know, Coach Davis stuck it out with Coach Madden, and they still had a vision and had a way to win finally. Those were tough years being that great and coming up short before it came together in Super Bowl Eleven. Yeah, and so I don't know if you remember this, but the narrative at the time was, you know, the Raiders couldn't win the big yeah. one. And then if the Raiders couldn't win the big one, that meant John couldn't win the big one. And the big one kept on being the championship game. And it was the Steelers and the Dolphins. And, and really, they, they, the really big one that everybody would be talking about would be the Super Bowl. There's only one big one, and that's the Super Bowl. And so um, they, had, they had lost in the AFC Championship game. I forget how many times, but I do know that every time they lost, that team won the Super Bowl. So right. they lost to the eventual... Super Bowl champion every year, and uh, and it was tough. And then when they finally when they finally did go back and beat Pittsburgh, and then they and they came out and and uh, they whooped the the Vikings in '77. So yeah, that was uh, that was a big breakthrough for John. But they were they were a great team the whole time. They just they just got beat by really good teams. Matt, what was interesting in your broadcasting career when you came in, a lot of people expected you to be great. And you were very good at the highest level quickly. And it reminds me, what were the similarities? Because you can't compare yourself to John Madden as a broadcaster. No one does. But Coach Madden came in. He's working with Vin Scully, Bob Costas, Gary Bender. They're moving him around. And then, boom, he goes right in with Pat Summerall. And he becomes iconic. What was the pressure like on you to start as a broadcaster, knowing that a lot of people were comparing you as a young John Madden? Yeah, well, there was no pressure because I didn't even know it. I was too stupid to even realize it. For me, I was just so happy that I had something to do. And Coach and uh, Coach Jeff Madden was the guy who kind of pushed that with CBS. And so I remember the first time my wife and I sat down and looked at my screen test, and we got done with the film, and uh, she looked at me and I said, so I guess you won't be doing that job. <laughs> so... Yeah, so it's not like it was an impressive debut, but uh, Coach Madden's the one who kind of pushed me over there. I didn't, I never thought anything about it, and therefore I never really thought about all of that. I just let it alone, and uh, all I wanted to do was learn and and try to be a better broadcaster. And uh, I just kind of talked to Coach all the time. I talked to John constantly, and you know, I was on the bus a million times. We were going all over the place, just picking his brain at different things, and. You learn a lot. He had a lot to give to people. He was, John was a people person. John was also a very, very smart guy in a lot of different fields. And the thing is, he, he, he was comfortable with you not thinking that. You know, he, he was very wise. I, I learned a ton from Coach Madden. Matt Millen joins us, four-time Super Bowl champ, the legendary broadcaster. And, and Matt, I want to spend more time on that. What were those quiet moments like with him on a bus or talking? As he's your mentor as a broadcaster. I can't imagine the hundreds or thousands of hours you logged with him, the meals, sitting down, talking X's and O's, and talking about life. Yeah, and you want to know something? John was a regular guy. That's what I loved about him. John, there were no pretenses. He was himself. He was always himself, never pretended to be anything else. I think that's why we kind of got along together. You know, we'd sit there and burp and fart, and, you know, we didn't care. We just were two, two schlubs riding on a bus. <laughs> and uh, he just was uh, 
I, I just thought the world of him. You know, he had a bunch of rules that he had, you know, like on the bus, you know, he had rules there, he had rules, you know, a lot of madnisms. And it was, it was, we had, we laughed a lot. We, we learned a lot. What I learned a lot from him was, you know, John was a great one for, he liked the simplicity of life. He liked a good sunset. He liked a good, uh, you know, look at the plains. Look how beautiful they are. Look, look, look at the ocean where it meets the sea, and uh, you know, the sea where it meets the the uh, the uh, the you know the what do we call it line uh, when the sun's dropping down. Sunset. This was yeah. It was just uh, he 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 could appreciate a lot of things like that, and he'd come back here. You know, he's in Pennsylvania, and he fell in love with my barn. I mean, who falls in love with a barn? And he just loved that thing so much that he decided that he wanted to put a barn up in California. And so he did. I was like, <laughs> who, who does that stuff? Well, so, Matt, Matt, you, had a hell, you have a hell of a barn, so I can understand why people <laughs> want to have it. Hey, yeah. Matt. Holy, that's something to Matt. Like, hey, yeah, Matt, yeah, that's a great barn you got. <laughs> hey, Matt, what did, he, what did he mean to you? I mean, you have a big life. You met a lot of people. When you rank it, I don't want to do a Mount Rushmore thing or uh, trivialize it, but I, I mean, you got a dad, you got uncles, you got family. Where does uh, John Madden stand in your life overall? Yeah, John, John was it. You know, John. After my dad passed, you know, I had I had a lot more conversations with John about life than I did with my dad. My dad was was older. You know, my my pop died when he was ninety five. You know, he raised a. He have let we had eleven kids, and so he he worked he worked hard, and you know put everybody got everybody raised, and and then by the time when I was ready to kind of sit under his his uh, teaching, he pop was gone, and then then John John was there, and so I kind of hung on to John, and I learned a lot from him, and so he was, he was John was probably the central figure for me, uh, just in terms of. You know, kind of a mentor. My wife says that to me all the time, and I, I think she's right. Absolutely. Matt, I know it's been tough, and it's going to be tough for a while, especially for you and former broadcast partners and teammates and players, and I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks for giving us a few minutes to tell some stories about Coach. Uh, no problem. Take care, JT. You got it. Matt Millen. Wow. I mean, the central figure in his life, and we knew that. We knew that about Matt, and uh, I'm humbled that he would lead off the show as we pay tribute to John Madden here as we open it up there. I'm a big Matt Millen guy. Oh, Ben, you know, you look at this and Matt's entire arc of his life from an executive to a player to a businessman to fighting for his life and his illness and coming out of that. He's one of the great football men that I've ever been around is Matt Millen. You know, you don't you, you compare people. When someone dies, you compare them. You don't have to compare them to anybody. You can just say they were great people. And I put Matt Millen up on that le- level of greatness. Just tremendous. So, Raider Man, start us off before we get to our first couple of other guests here. How are you, Raider Man? Go ahead. How are you, Raider Man? Go ahead. Hey, doing outstanding, JT. Good to hear from you. Well, good to be talking to you, brother, man. Looking forward to the new year. Hoping you and your family are well. Uh, Man, you know, in about two weeks, I'm going to be out there uh, to come and check out the game for the Chargers. And I'm hoping to buzz your tower up there at the torch. Please. uh, Come and get a chance to say what's up. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that, man. But, you know, Got to say shouts out to uh, to 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 Matt. I almost call him Coach Millen, but uh, to Matt Millen, man, you know 
that's that's one guy I just always admire. I don't know him. I haven't had an honest opportunity to meet him. But he and Madden alike are two of the people that, you know, as much as I hate the 49ers, <clears throat> those are the two guys that make me almost kind of learn how to forgive in this life because you can't have everything, you know. He, Madden, and Greg Papa, those are my three. But, you know, with Madden, man, Madden inspired me to be Raider man, like literally. You know, I'm, I'm born in 73, and I was already conscious of our Super Bowl of 76 by the time I was in, you know, I don't know, second, third grade and that kind of thing. I'm just weird like that. That's just really how it is. And, you know, do all of those different euphemisms that he uses, his mannerisms, just his, his gregarious nature, just, I'm just the true essence of that man, it really it, – it, I took hold of that. That's who I wanted to be. I believe that Raider Man is kind of like a, a poor man's version of Coach John Madden. And I'm just honored to be able to say that, you know, I've been a Raider fan my entire life. And that, you know, to be able to speak and be called Raider Man when a guy like that is the pinnacle of football, it's honoring for me just in kind of a pseudo nature. I don't really, really deserve any kind of credit. But, you know, it's like just I've served in ways where I can get close to this man in my own way. I served for Barry of Beverage. I think we talked about that with, with Tom Lauderback from 1960 when he wore number 60. That brother opened up. Well, not brother, but that man opened up Barry of Beverage. And I believe it was a legitimate tie to that Miller Lite brand that Coach Madden was pushing in those commercials back in the day. But I had to wear those colors. I had to serve my team. So I feel honored even in doing that. And I fought my way up the ladder to where I was able to de- excuse me, to deliver his annual disbursement for the debauchee. Uh, I'm sorry, his bocce ball tournament that he threw every mm-hmm. year at uh, Campbell Debachi out in Livermore. I know I'm doing name dropping and I'm hard at it. I mean, I'm terrible at it. But it just to say that's how hard I work to really just try to find a way to serve that man. I still want to work for my team. I'm still putting it out there the best that I can. I'll be back in touch, bro. I got a lot of stuff that's cooking, a lot of stuff that I'm growing through. A lot of it don't really fit the show, so I do my best to stay in my lane. But, you know, I got love for everybody, and I'm doing my best to grow through mine. So I just want to, you know, encourage everybody to keep celebrating people, man. Life on life terms is real. And remember, these holidays get tough. So as people growing through it, just remember to hug somebody and appreciate life on life terms, like right now, while we're living, because it's too late when we're gone. So, you know, God rest Coach Madden, man. God rest Bruce Davis, too. God rest Steve Smith, a lot of guys that we just lost over these years. And, uh, man, Raider in peace. You God got bless it. everybody. See you, got it. you got it. Raider man checking in. Good to hear from you. Been with me from the beginning as we continue to pay tribute to John Madden on this special edition. Matt Millen just joined us. We're going to continue uh, going on with Phil Villapiano, Brent Musburger, all of our guests that are coming up, 702-365-9200. Rossi in Australia, down under on the Raiders mobile app on the John Madden Tribute Show. Man, uh couldn't say better than what Raider Man just said uh, about John Madden. For for me, personally, we didn't grow up playing this game. We actually had to learn it from commentary. And the way that Madden, uh, from a commentary point of view, even before the game, we only got one game. It was always in uh, in, in a week arrears uh, as well, in the 80s um, in the UK. And... John Madden was always the commentator with Pat Summerall. He was always the guy that was explaining this game that now I loved. I love the Raiders. I love the whole essence of this game because of this man. He's the reason why this is a global product. He's the reason why people in the UK, in Germany, in Holland, in Argentina, and now, obviously, I now live in Australia, He's part of this this whole culture that the NFL 
is a global product. And it's the way that he explained it, the gaming, yep, great, everybody's played Madden, everybody knows Madden as a term, not let's go play you know, video football. It's actually a term of how people perceive the NFL from a global point of view. And I, I just love the guy. I had the pleasure of meeting him once, uh, and it was one of those five minutes of conversations where you just don't listen. Uh, sorry, you don't speak, you just listen, you absorb, and you just take in the the real essence of this man yeah. and how much he just loved talking football. Yeah. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. You're right about that. Thanks for calling in down under. That's what made him so genuine and iconic was he just talked football and people listened to him because he felt like he was sitting right next to you on the couch. That It's hard to understand that if unless you're in broadcasting or you're just a diehard fan. There's no cross in between. Like you got to understand how hard it is to broadcast that way and be such a natural. Most people can't do it. If you say, hey, just go out there and be yourself, then a lot of people don't prep. And they just show up and they think, hey, the mic comes on, the light comes on, I'll just be myself. No, there were some great coaches and former quarterbacks who couldn't last one year as a broadcaster because it was too difficult. And Coach Madden hit the ground running and he was learning and preparing. And we'll talk to one of his great executive producers, Fred Gadelli, about his preparation here in the next couple of days when we get him on. I mean, John Madden basically reinvented the way you interview coaches and players before a game, which is commonplace now, but it wasn't when Coach Madden started. He changed the way people prepared for broadcast as analysts, and he was a coach, and he had a lot more information than others, but his analysis, film study, and prep work sitting down before a game on game day is what broadcasters copy today. Another big part of his legacy. Coming up, Phil Villapiano will join us. Uh, the monologue, the conversation with Matt Miller, brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2. If you're going local, if you're going local on New Year's Eve, do it at a PT's. They will entertain you. They will help you host your New Year's party. Golden Knights game coming up. We got an afternoon game on New Year's Eve. They're official partner. They'll set you up big time. We greatly thank Golden Entertainment for the support of our show. It's been a great ride. And speaking of great rides, I was lucky enough to be carried off the field after we won Super Bowl XI. Today feels like the second time in my life that I'm being carried off the shoulders of others. Yet instead of off the field, it's into the Hall of Fame. And instead of five or six guys, today I ride in the shoulders of hundreds of friends. And I just say this, I thank you all very much. And this has been the sweetest ride of them all. Welcome back, JT, with you as we take a look back at the great life of John Madden, who passed away at the age of 85 yesterday, the iconic broadcaster, the legendary coach, the tremendous businessman. And on the Mount Rushmore of people I'd want to talk to is his former linebacker, Super Bowl champion, and great friend, Phil Villapiano, who's kind enough to join us. And uh, Phil, I know you have a heavy heart, so do I, but he was your coach, he was your great friend. How you holding up, my friend? Well... JT, it's it, it's God, it's it's hard. I have never seen anything like this. 
I, I feel like President Kennedy. You know, like when, mm-hmm. when I was a kid and President Kennedy died, and the whole world, well, he got, you know, shot, but the whole world is loving John Madden, and, and I'm loving every second of it. Uh, you know, I had a very nice talk with Joey, his son, yesterday, JT, and uh, all he could say was he loved you as much as he loved me. And I'm like, he goes, he loved his players, and that's what made him such a great coach. And I said, you know, Joe, i got to totally agree with you. He did love us. He protected us. And, you know, JT, I, I saw so many guys come into the Raider summer camps over the years, and uh, they weren't really a Madden-type guy. And guess what? They were gone in five minutes. <laughs> I don't even think they got two days in, you know. Mm-hmm. You, John had a, a special way of, of, of loving his players. If you play with him and you give it up for him, then you were, you, you, you know, you were a John Madden guy, and that always made me feel so special. Uh, JT, I, I'm, can I, can I, can I throw this story at sure, you? Sure, please. JT, you know, uh, back in the old days when you know free agency, right? There was no free agency, but if some player was brave enough to tell his management. He wanted out of there. It was a ballsy move because, you know, the other t- the, the, the rules were in those days. The other team had to give up a player that was good enough or same caliber, or the, the other owner could demand all this money. So there was really no free agency. But Teddy Hendricks is up in Green Bay, and he decides he wants to be a free agent. And you know, Teddy, he's a wild man, so he decides it. He means it. And guess who picks him up? None other than our good friend, Mr. Davis. So now that, you know, I'm playing left linebacker, he's playing left linebacker. And, uh, I'm, you know, uh, the, the old contributors got, well, looks like Bill Piano's going to Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. And I started pouting and I was acting like a little baby. And, uh, coach, <laughs> next, you know, that was a during summer camp. And, and I get the knock on the door. From Ken Bishop, I think I'm going to get traded now. I go over to Madden's office, and Ken says, Coach wants to talk to you. I go over there, and he goes, what's the matter with you? I said, Coach, what do you mean, what's the matter with me? Because you're out there on the field. You're not yourself. You're pouting. You're acting like a baby. I said, well, Coach, I love being the Oakland Raiders. I love being here. And now i got to go to Green Bay because you picked up Ted Hendricks? And he looked at me and he said, Phil, this does not go outside the office, this office. But as long as I'm here, you're here. And how about that, JT? Wow. Coach Madden said that to me. I couldn't tell anybody, <laughs> but, I, but I certainly felt very comfortable after that. And, you know, and then he brings in Ted. Ted shows up the next day and puts Ted on the, on the right side, puts me on the left side, and we want to, went out and won a Super Bowl. So, you know, Coach was just such a magical guy with the way he thought and all the things he told me. And, JT, I think there's only two things that I ever didn't listen to John on. And the first one was when I was getting all these special delivery letters up at training camp, (laughs) and he called me down to the office again, and he goes, what's all this, this special delivery stuff? I said, oh, Coach, I got a girlfriend back in New Jersey. You know what he said, JT? 
get rid of her. <laughs> so I didn't get rid of her. I didn't listen to Coach. And then the other thing he said, well, you know, one other time we're having a nice heart-to-heart. And he goes, what are you going to do when you're all done with this game? I said, well, Coach, I'm going back to New Jersey. And he, and he goes, what? He goes, Phil, you'll never work a day in your life if you live right here in the Bay Area. And you know what, JT? I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Villapiano is our guest. Oh, this is this is incredible. These stories are amazing. But, Phil, for you, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, I look on the short list of guys who had an impact on life after football and all the conversations. You clearly have the record for most conversations in the history of NFL Network as a former Raider. How does it make you feel that you were able to talk about your coach on television so much over the decades and give back to him for all the things he did for you? Oh, I, 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 JT, that's a great question. And, and it's everybody in the world wants to know John Madden. And I'm very, very happy and proud that I was happened to be one of the guys that played for him. The Raiders picked me. I got to know him inside and out. We worked so hard together to finally get a Super Bowl and, and I knew John like a few people did. And I used to love when NFL you know, films and they would call me in and all they want to talk about is John Madden. I could, I could give him stories all day about coach because he was, he was, he was different, you know? And, and, and I want to, I want to say this in total honesty, JT. I don't think anybody, anybody impacted the, the word football and that football football goes from uh pop warner all the way to the pros all the way to the hall of fame all the way to the management all the way to safety committee all everything john pat john Madden impacted football and i love to say that i think his legacy he was mr football from from the babies all the way to the adults and he he had a way and J.K., you knew him well. You knew he could go into a bar room, and within five minutes, everybody in the place is listening to John Madden. He can go into a boardroom, and everybody in the place is listening to John Madden. He just had this way about him and his, his style and his, and, and his intelligence. He was a people's people guy, and that all came to life when he started doing the NFL games. And the people just couldn't get enough of John Madden. And that all came to life when he blasted down the wall on the (laughs) Miller Lite commercials. Everything he did was a classic. And I knew him. So it really made me happy when they would call me in and ask a few John, you know, give me some John Madden stories, you know, because there was plenty. Yeah, you had them all, Phil. Phil Villapiano joins us, Raider legend. A football question, you know, after the immaculate reception to be there and your connection with Franco and what happened in Pittsburgh that day and how crushed John was, and especially you and all your teammates, in the 1976 season, the divisional playoff win, the legendary game over the Patriots, and you win the AFC championship versus the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl. I want to ask you about the AFC Championship because I saw some film over the last day or two of you handing the ball to Coach and that moment for you. After Pittsburgh and what happened, after all those games of playing in the playoffs coming up short, walk me through the final minute 
of beating your nemesis, Franco and the Steelers, and Franco's one of your best friends, handing coach the ball, and the moments after that, before the Super Bowl, as you celebrated in Oakland? Well, JT, it was very easy. John was our man. He was everybody's guy. And, you know, he would get, you know, unlike in Buffalo, we gave out a game ball maybe to the whole offense. We gave a game ball to the whole defense. Gave a game ball, gave game, game balls out so many times that you didn't appreciate them. In Oakland, if you got a game ball, you did something really, really special. And that day that we, bought, we beat Pittsburgh, and I knew we just had lost to them three years in a row. We lost to the Dolphins. We lost, we lost a heartbreaking games. And my heart, when I grabbed that ball and, I, and I, I gave it to John, I said, John, this is yours. And he just, the grin from, you know, remember Bill King? Yep. He looks like a split watermelon or whatever it is. You know, John has that giant grin. And, and he, I, I'm sure that ball is somewhere in the Madden house because he deserved it more than any of us players. He was there for all of us, and he gave all of us 100%. And we, we listened to him. And, JT, for all your listeners, I want you to know, and I want them all to know, that John Madden was a master of pep talks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in that locker room, he would smash desks and chairs, and sometimes he would whisper, and sometimes you never knew what he was going to do. But what he did that day when we finally went to the Super Bowl, and John's pep talk was this, take your knee, everybody take a knee. So he gives us about 30 seconds to say a prayer. And then we looked up, and I'm ready for a mad explosion. I am ready to go out of my mind. I needed that. I loved it when he went crazy. And he looked around the room and he said, guys, this will be the single biggest event of any of your lives. And then he paused. And then he said, as long as you win, let's get that out. Let's go. And we all went out there. And I'm like, coach, give me some more. Give me some more. I was so happy that the offense won the coin toss because I didn't want to go on the field. I wasn't ready. I didn't have a Madden and, you know, going inside me. But over the years, I mean, this is 40 something years ago. I remember that pep talk and I, re- I, I remember the feeling I had like I wanted more, but no, that lasted with me forever. Phil? It would be the single biggest event in any of your lives. And you can ask any of my teammates. That's the truth. It was the single biggest event. That Super Bowl ring that I wear around, JT, that is the single biggest piece of jewelry anybody could ever have. I love it. I respect it. And I'm so happy I got to win it with Coach. Well, I'll leave you on this. I can tell you this honestly. Uh, from my years around the team over two decades, I've learned more about John Madden. I didn't know him well. He hasn't been around a lot lately. I've learned more about the legacy and history of John Madden from you and it, than anyone else. And I'm talking big names. And, you know, Fred Bolitnikoff's like a second dad to me. Cliff, when he was alive, I talked to Coach Flores all the time. But what you've done on NFL Network, what you've told me privately and on the radio over the years – 
really gave me that portal and that bridge to at least know a little bit about Coach Madden to talk about it on the radio. So I thank you. I know it's been tough for you and your family. That's beautifully said, JT. I love you for saying that because I know, I know you're feeling for the Raiders. I know you're feeling for John Madden and Al Davis and Mark Davis and everybody else. It, you know, and I love to hear you say that. I'm glad, I'm glad I gave you a little insight onto the coach because he was beautiful. And JT, let's let's you know let the let the let the dust settle a little bit. Maybe maybe we get a group of guys and we tell Madden stories all night. Take care, Phil. All the best. Thank you for doing this. CJ, CJT. There he is, Phil Villapiano. What a legend. What a great player. What a storyteller. Arguably, arguably the greatest Raider storyteller of all time. One of their great players, great player, and a guy who could tell stories and had the legacy of going on NFL Network. Whenever you're watching NFL Network and you look up, I don't care what day of the year it is, what documentary it is, one of them is going to be a Raider documentary, and you're going to see Phil as the star of it because he knew how to tell the Madden stories and the Al Davis stories as good as anyone. We appreciate Phil Villapiano for joining us. There's no way we could do this show today without Phil Villapiano and Matt Millen. Uh, just got confirmation. Monty Johnson's going to join us next hour. What an impact Coach Madden had on his life. Brett Musburger, Steve Weish. So we're rolling. And we got some good calls to take to the top of the hour, trying to move people around. Uh, Raiders alumni department, Raiders staff working hard. Mike Taylor for me today saying, who do you want? Who can we get? Everybody cares about Coach Madden, and this is the flagship of the Raiders. When it comes to radio, we care the most. So we're happy you can join us today as we celebrate the life and legacy of John Madden. Brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. This drive started, they had them backed up, they got the penalty, they were playing out of the end zone, but the Minnesota Vikings have done a good job going into the wind on this drive. They really have. And they just have to play to get into the fourth quarter now. And they're still checking McMahon, now they'll measure. Yeah, I think I think if a guy has had a concussion or has a concussion, he shouldn't play anymore. I I don't I don't I don't agree with with that. I mean, they always talk about boxing and boxing being archaic, but if a boxer, a fighter gets knocked out, he can't fight for another month. And sometimes in football we say, oh, the guy has a slight concussion, he'll be right back in. I don't know that I ever agreed with that. McMahon doesn't look comfortable with the way he feels. Summerall and Madden, the CBS years, the greatest two broadcasters ever in NFL history. And that says a lot because there were other great broadcast teams. Al Michaels and John Madden were fantastic. You look at all the teams over the years that John Madden worked with, but Summerall, come on. That, that talk about bringing you back to your youth, depending on how old you are. JT, it's our John Madden tribute show brought to you by Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Charles has a fine new brand of whiskey along with his Intercept wine. Ask for it. Ask for it throughout the Raider Nation for Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. It's that good, and Charles supports our show. So we're taking your calls, 702-365-9200. Brent Musburger at the top of the hour. Steve Weish, Monty Johnson. All uh, lined up coming up the next hour. Eric in Vegas, diehard Raider fan, Dustal Don. Go ahead, E. 
Yeah, you know, if Al Davis JT is the face of the Raiders, John Mann's the personality. And you said when you're monologue that tell us your experience with John Mann. Tell us how you you know what 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 he meant to you. Well, I'm ten years old in nineteen seventy. And I developed a bomb with my tough father, like you probably did with your dad, by watching the Raiders, or you probably watched the Giants. I watched the Raiders as a kid. How lucky I am from 1970 until 1976, 10 till 16, I saw all those great teams. And when they lost the Immaculate Reception game, I was so distraught because I didn't want to take crap from all my friends in school that my dad let me play hooky, rest in peace. Fast forward, 1986, I'm working in a bar in Brentwood, I'm managing it, California, beautiful area. And the NFL JT rents it out as a mixer of the Super Bowl that year between the Giants and the Broncos. And I'm working this bar, and Fran Tarkinson's in there. Joe Namath's there. Todd Christensen, great Raider, was in there. Marcus Allen, Jim Plunkett, Roger Staubach. And I hear this roar at the front door. You would have thought that the Beatles reunited, right? Madden comes walking in. Okay, well, now my eyes get like, you know, like a kid in a candy store Christmas morning. I finally get up and get a chance to meet this guy. And he talks to me for 25, 30 minutes where it became awkward. Like, am I taking this guy away? All these people want to talk to him. And he engaged me in the bar business and about life. And I'm a 26-year-old kid around all these NFL guys. And that's what John Madden meant to me growing up. That's my team. I've watched his team. You know, you we're friends. You know, how many years I've been a legion to this team. The bottom line is this. You said, you know, how, how can Mark Davis and the Raiders pay tribute to this guy? We've got a big game Sunday against Indianapolis. Have Bill Piano, have Bill Vickoff go out there and talk to these guys about, and I know they have, about the kind of guy Madden was and how they played. And let's, let's go out and beat the crap out of the Colts mm-hmm. in honor of John Madden. Thank you, Eric. Good to hear from you, buddy. Good story there. We're telling stories today about John Madden. That's a good one. 702-365-9200. You know, we weren't expecting this. Coach Madden lived to 85. He lived a great life. But whenever this happens, you stop your programming and you do what you got to do. And it's a very easy decision to do all John Madden radio, especially today. But there is a game against the Colts. There's a lot of news. Rich Passaccia just spoke. We'll have a piece of that. We're just trying to do the right thing here today. John Madden is an icon in the history of the sport and one of the great all-time Raiders. So we're going to continue to stay on this. Stoner Dude, check in on our John Madden tribute show. What's happening? Man, first of all, I love listening to Phil Villapiano can't tell you how many times at Ricky's he would come up with the band and I would hand on the microphone. He told so many great stories. Thanks for doing this today, JT. This is I mean, so many heavy hearts across the world right now. We all love John Madden, revered and beloved. It doesn't even scratch the surface. You know, I, I go back to being eight years old in Super Bowl eleven. I'll always have that image of him being carried off the field. And ever since then, I've been a John Madden fan. You know, you think of the 70s coaches, JT, the stoic, stern, uh, dead-eye stares of Bud Grant or Chuck Noll or Tom Landry. But then you had the Oakland Raiders, the ragtag, misfit renegades, and their fearless leader was the ogre on the sideline, John Madden, with his arms flying everywhere, screaming at the coaches. And, of course, he translated so great with the light beer with Miller commercials, uh, jump smashing through the wall with that hyper energy looked like the incredible hulk untamable and then of course you know the, when he, we started broadcasting jt when he broke out that chalkboard and he started writing on, on the screen i was a kid i loved it man he made football fun for everybody the host for saturday night live what other uh, a former head coach could do that you know to, you always talk about he's in the uh 
the Mount Rushmore of football and the Raiders. To me, he's in the pantheon of Raider lore in the game of football. We're always going to love and remember John Madden forever. Thanks for doing this, JT. No problem, my friend. Thanks a lot for coming on. And everybody's got a John Madden story and how it affected you, how it affected you as a football fan, a Raider fan, everyone out there, everybody out there has an opinion. And we'll stay with that. Our conversation with Brent Musburger coming up and – I want to get into it with Brent. Obviously, our conversation will get to Monty Johnson, and we'll take your phone calls, and we got some news coming up with the Raiders here at the top of the hour. Not all of it is good. With the COVID scenario, a bunch of guys cleared COVID for Indy this morning. So we're waiting to get more and more information on the status of the Raiders coming up here, and we'll have some information for you at the top of the hour. So stick around for that. News today throughout our lineup, but today we've decided to play a John Madden tribute and host it here with legendary guests as we continue our number two on deck, Brent Musburger, Raider Nation Radio.